everybody, this is Maha, and welcome back to Savvy Talk. I'm excited to bring you a new season, which is a little bit different format. I'm going to be interviewing some people and telling their stories. So getting insights from pioneers, thought leaders, and CEOs about how they're changing the world or building their businesses and what we can really learn from them. So we're kicking off today with Gary Vaynerchuk, a.k.a. Gary V. If you don't follow him on social media, please do so. Not only will you learn a lot of insights on business and digital marketing, entrepreneurship, but more importantly is how to be a good human and be a good person and not to judge yourself. So I love everything that Gary talks about. This is our conversation that took place during our recent trip to Singapore. I can't wait for you guys to listen to it. And we also have a video version so you can see the story unfold in a different way and it has a lot of surprises. So you can check that out on youtube.com slash digital and savvy or on our Instagram page as well. Okay, Gary, is it recording on your side? Are you ready to go? Yeah. Is it live? Yeah. We're always on. I'm very excited to have you on my podcast. Thank you very much, Maha. <laughs> so I have a couple of questions from some listeners. So I'm going to start with those first because I like to take care of the people first. Um, one of your fans in the Middle East is asking, what's the best way to grow a community of people on social media from nothing? Um, by not worrying about the growth. I think almost everybody, when they start at zero, um, are so insecure that all these people have tens of thousands and millions, and a lot of people right now feel like they're catching up, whether that's an A-list celebrity, which is why a lot of A-list celebrities from traditional media are struggling on social, they don't like the perception that they're not big, so they're staying off completely, or if it's just an average Joe or Jane that are trying to get on board. So A, don't pander to the numbers. B, bring value and whatever value you have to the audience. Don't fake it till you'll make it because there's too much content. It doesn't work the way it used to. And, you know, I think of it as like, you know, I think of it as somebody, listen, five years ago, I had zero muscles in my body. I'd never worked out in my entire life with weights. I had none. And so that first year was like painful, like eight push-ups, real push-ups, not like the fake ones were hard. But understanding that I was going to do this for the rest of my life was what really allowed it to be palpable in those first two years when it seemed daunting. And somebody starting a social media account right now, knowing that this is something they want to use for the rest of their lives, all of a sudden, how you do in the first six months doesn't feel like a failure anymore when you know you're doing it forever. So having the right perspective and framework, I think, matters. And then recognizing why somebody would listen to you or follow you is if you're uniquely yourself, then you're different than everybody else. And leaning into your perspectives, the things that you actually know, being humble where you need to be humble, being confident where you need to be confident is very important. Yeah, yesterday you tweet, you tweeted patience. Yes. And I retweeted it, and I, I have learned a lot from you. But if someone says to me, what's the number one thing you learned from Gary Vee, I will say it's patience. Patience is grossly underestimated. It's your lack of patience. Slow and steady wins the race. You're only competing with yourself. It's having the long-term view of the marathon, not the sprint, and to not be worried about rushing to get stuff done because it'll come if you just focus on the step in front of you. Talk to me a little bit about And real quick, patience. real quick, yeah, I'm sorry, thank you for the segue. I wanted to add this because this is our lives together, kind of like what you know about me now as you've gotten closer. 
I'm macro patient, but I'm quite frantic on an everyday basis. I'm constantly busy. Every, like everyone, when people hear that from me, they're like, what are you talking about? Like you, you mistake me being productive on a daily basis in, and you're misusing the word patience. I'm patient in the macro, I'm productive in the daily. That's uh-huh. really interesting. So the like second that, right? question I have for my listeners, what is the biggest opportunity a 20-year-old, a 22-year-old content creator living in Dubai seeking to empower others? There's, so, it, you know, the advantage of that is if you're actually seeking to empower others, you need to be self-aware that you're 22 years old and that a lot of people are not gonna take you serious in your self-empowerment. So your advantage is that you live in a very unique place that's extremely beautiful, has a lot of access, and has a lot of unique dynamics, and I would lean into that. And this is a great place to talk about fake it till you make it. It's very not interesting for most people to have a 22-year-old life coach. Yeah, of course. So you can empower people through your anxieties, hurdles, strengths, excitements, I will continue to push people to their truth. My mom at 22 years old lost her mother, had her dad go to jail for 10 years, got married, had a child, and moved from Russia to America and started with nothing. That's a lot to happen at 22. A lot of people at 22 haven't done anything yet. Have, you know, so uh, if wonder, you know, what you need to do is tell your true story and the uniqueness of being in Dubai is one of those pillars. I will give them that feedback. What are you obsessed with? A lot of things, actually. I can get quite passionate. <laughs> uh, garage sale. No. What am I? I'm, I'm obsessed with seeing it through. Okay. I'm obsessed with seeing it through. I'm unbelievably aware that I'm not average, that it's not normal, that it's not like the masses, and that I've been gifted. Uh, through circumstance, DNA, parenting, and a million other things, something that's a little more unusual, and I'm obsessed with seeing it through. Okay, I love it. I love that answer. So you talked about this a little bit at the WeWork. I'm hyper aware that I'm gifted with certain things that are making me live a remarkable life, Mm -hmm. and I'm excited to respect that gift and put in the work and the patience and giving back and doing as many right things as possible to allow me to do this for as long as possible so I can put a body of work down that will leave a tremendous legacy and one that can impact and create value for people in perpetuity. Not to go where I like to go in my own mind, but if I'm as special as I'd like to think I might be, well, I'm going to be one of the first generation of special people who's gonna put a lifetime of content documented throughout. Do you know how crazy it would be if daily vlogging and content creation was around when people that we admire over the last 200 years had? Do you know how much fun it would be? And I'm not comparing, just to hedge it so people don't go crazy, but it would be really rad to watch the daily vlog of Abraham Lincoln. I would watch that today. I would today watch Abraham Lincoln at 19 pontificating about his, and being wrong and being right. Something I would watch is 19-year-old Bill Gates and his thoughts and how, because I like pattern recognition, right? It's the great thing that Muhammad Ali did. Muhammad Ali understood what I understand. 
which is why he was always in the media. Muhammad Ali used Howard Cosell as much as Howard Cosell used Muhammad Ali. And that's why we have great documentaries about Muhammad Ali, because he was a media hound. And so, I'll say it one more time. Not, you know, I recognize I've used some big names that I'm gonna say one more time. I do not, it's not a, listen, I, fuck it. My ambition is to be bigger than those fuckers. Like, wh why not have that ambition? Whether that's true or not, I have no idea, but I'm, I'm passionate to see it through. And when you're a marathon runner like me, the last chapter is the great unveil. So the best is yet to come. A hundred percent. I'm not, I'm putting down foundational pieces. I haven't unveiled yet. I even think it's interesting when I'm talking to you about some stuff related to work and you're like, Maha, we got time, we got time. We're, we're 10 years from now, 20 years from now, we got time. So um, <laughs> one of the things, I've worked with a lot of different companies and CEOs throughout my career. But what makes you different, in my view, and I, well, the one thing I want a lot of people to know more about in Gary Vee, because you touched upon it at WeWork, that people see you in your videos talking, and it's not really maybe who you are face-to-face, -face, or you, you spend a lot of time, Gary, talking about entitlement, kindness, empathy, and self-awareness. Not a lot of CEOs are talking about any of those <laughs> topics, right? And you, you're, you're all about that, which is what I'm very, that's why I'm so drawn to you, because you talk about being a human, bringing your whole self to work. Why are those things so important to you, and why is no one else talking about it? Um, they're important to me because they're the things that I think that matter. They're the things that I think have led to my happiness. Uh, they're the things that I see in others bring them happiness. Uh, I think that most people don't talk about it because a million different things. I don't think it was in the consciousness. I think most people don't lead. I think most people follow. So if there's nothing to follow, then people don't talk. I think that um, most people aren't as emotionally self-aware or actually I think most, listen, most people are not contradictions. Most alpha winning business people are not as soft skilled as I am. It's so important that they have that. Like you talked about perspective. If you either want to, you see, talk about that. You talk in the car. You like that one? Yeah. I think it's true actually. And honestly, it's a little bit blown my mind. Like it's weird to me that life is actually just one simple game of how do you see it? It, it actually is weird to me. Like, like I, I bring up this analogy a lot that picture where it's like either two people kissing or it's a champagne glass, yes. that's life. Like everybody's living and people have very different points of view on things and your parents have historically been a huge factor. Media has historically been a huge factor, traditional media. And I think the internet is creating a whole new dynamic and I think we're focusing again on a lot of the negative. We're going through that right now, what the internet does in allowing different voices to like, spread different opinions, which can be quite radical in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm optimistic, I'm positive, I have good perspective. I try to remind people that, you know, we once had the Black Plague, we once had the Holocaust, we once had a lot of things that are much scarier than, than the things we're living through now. And so if you choose to see the world today and say, at least we don't have slavery at scale, at least we don't have the Black Plague. At least we don't have a world war that's killing tens of millions of people. 
huh, maybe this is better. 90% of people on social media are like, this is the worst era ever. And I'm like just laughing at it. So yeah, I mean, I'm an optimist, I'm positive, but I'm not delusional. And so I, I appreciate you, you know, you know, when you say I talk a lot about entitlement, that makes me happy because that's, that's the hedge against, when people hear me spewing gratitude or kindness or things of that nature, it's really funny. When I read my comments, if we're talking just about left or right or just like soft or hard, it's almost like I don't have a home. Like people that want to see negative are razzing me for the opposite thing. Like people are like, hey, he's too soft, he's too hard. Like, like it's really funny to watch. The reality is I have a lot of views that scale in a lot of different directions, but I, um, I, like sharing, I like sharing my truths. I like it a lot. And I also, think, I also think that it creates context that allows people to do something with. And I'm, I like that empowerment. I love that feeling that right now I'm saying something that actually may benefit somebody. And I like that legacy. So what's the deal with the sports cards? And the, the garage sales. Well, the garage, the, they're, they're a little bit different. Garage sales has just been a real hobby. I just genuinely enjoy it. Like, I'm literally, this is literally what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, I thought this three times today. Damn. Since I'm flying back and I land too late on Saturday morning, I can't go garage sailing. Oh, Plus, I have to go to Qatar the next morning. Like, that's, like, inappropriate for me to come and miss half the day with my family. But, like, probably I want to. Like, pro- like deep down... Like, the, like, I don't, like, it's funny, I think we're passing a golf course, or I don't know, yeah. It's really funny, I think about golf a lot. So many of my contemporaries on a Saturday morning will wake up at 6.30 and go play six hours of golf, and that is like a real passion of theirs, and they enjoy it, and everybody thinks it's a great hobby and this and that. I much rather go garage sailing for those same four or five hours, but it's exactly the same thing, hiking, you know, going to a concert, it's escapism. Garage sales, the thrill of the hunt takes over every one of my problems, and so I love that. Sports cards different. Sports cards was the biggest passion of my life from 1986 to 1993, uh, and then completely eliminated, walked outside of 2003 when LeBron was a rookie, I think, is that right? Uh, There was a blip of six months when I bought a boatload of basketball cards because I thought LeBron and D. Wade and Bosch and Darko were going to be great, mellow, four to five were. Uh, and I bought a ton of cards, but that was for like five seconds. I believe we're, on the, we're in the uh, second quarter or four quarters of the sports card industry exploding again in culture. And I think there's a ton of money and a lot of fun to be made for a lot of entrepreneurs, kids, especially sneaker kids who can't get enough inventory of hard-to-get sneakers. But if they want to go buy 5,000 Giannis rookies or 400 Darko rookies, they can. And so I'm excited because it's something I love, something I understand, but I'm in a new era in my life. It's not about the million dollars that I'll make in flipping cards in the next three years, and I will. It's It's about, you know, the tens of thousands of kids that I'm going to impact who are going to make 100,000 bucks in profit in the next two years instead of raising a million dollars and losing it. And that I'm excited about. I'm excited about pushing people and teaching them how to make money instead of raising money. And raising money has become the sport of entrepreneurship in this era, not making it, and it's something that I'm trying to bring conversation to. 
and the process of them having to go through how oh, to make that money. I love you. I love you for process. bringing this. Up. Yeah. I love you for saying that because you helped me build on this because I wasn't going to go there. The things people are going to learn about human behavior, market dynamics, supply and demand. Uh, if you're going to sell it on eBay, which a lot of people are, just even copywriting and creative. Like I'm really good at selling on eBay because I know how to write titles and I know how to take pictures that capture people's attention. That's why my content does well on Instagram. I think about titles and thumbnails. Except on YouTube, I'm terrible at it. Thank you, Gary. Thank you, Bob. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. You can subscribe to Savvy Talk in your favorite podcast player and also leave us a review. I'd really appreciate it. I'll be back soon with a new guest, so stay tuned.